<laughs> you, you gotta ask the right question, right? Uh, Dennis, uh, how is your coup d'etat going this uh, evening? Oh, this is one of the most bizarre days of my entire life, and uh, yours too, I'm sure, although a bit distant since you're in España. But here in the U.S., we actually saw the uh, Capitol being stormed and broken through, and the Vice President of the United States rushed off to a secret chamber along with the Speaker of the House, and there are photographs of armed Secret Service and protective men holding their weapons up at the door of the House of Representatives were just moments before Vice President Trump was doing what? He was going to confirm Vice President Pence. the Electoral College count state by state, and fucking Ted Cruz had objected already. I was watching it online, and Amy Kobachar was on fire and responded. It was all factual. They got to Arizona, so they're in the A states. <laughs> yes. And they drove them away, and it shut down, and now there's a, a mandatory curfew. At 6 p.m., there was gas thrown. There were weapons. There's reports of, of shootings. There are violence. There are people that have been hospitalized. It's, it is the first only uh, violent armed coup that Trump instigated in person at his protest event where he said, let's march on the Capitol, and I'll go with you. Thus, the crowd left thinking that he was ahead of them, stormed the building, went through the gates, people pushed and shoved, broke glass, broke in, carrying weapons, House members told to crawl into their desk, completely up, no one allowed to have any noise in their room, shut down your computers, we're under siege. Uh, and what happened, of course, was exactly what Trump wanted to happen, which was, guess what's not going to happen today? He's not going to get the election verified for Biden. Yeah, it, uh, which you predicted last episode, I believe. You specifically said, you said that, that Pence would not show up, which. Yes. He did. Did not happen. Right. Did not happen. He did show up. And what was amazing about the event, and this is as much responsible for the spark of the riots, is that what. Trump has been trolling for the past two, two or three days, past week, is whether Pence will stand up and do his job. And what happened immediately upon the opening of the Senate was that his staff had already signaled that he had told Trump that he, he didn't have the power to do it. And then he issued a statement. He didn't have the power to not do it. And he parted job. with Trump. He parted with Trump and he said, I'm going to do my job. Ah, right. And what Trump had said at the rally was, uh, it was that he was calling uh, him a coward. And they marched the Capitol as much trying to get Pence. And so Pence has rushed off. And so while I may have been wrong about the reason that he didn't do it, I'm not wrong about this fact. One is he didn't do it. And number two, I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow it's Grassley who runs it after safety is secured because it's just perhaps too high of a security risk for Vice President Trump. There was uh, an alarm of a pipe bomb today. There was armed confrontation. People still one of the this one, this one announcer says, <laughs> we've seen people storm the Capitol building. And the announcer says, and they've how they got in, we're not certain, but they're now in the hallways and the roaming. And I don't believe that they went through the uh, scanners to get in. You think? And my wife and I looked at each other and said, pretty sure bet. I'm just spitballing here. But I would think that when they stormed, they didn't go through the detectors. Now, they didn't show anybody in any of the clips with weapons inside, 
which was really interesting because they showed a lot of people inside. So I'm not altogether sure what that's about. But here's the question. If you and I thought that this was a possibility, that there'd be armed uh, insurrection, yes, because we've talked about it word. for weeks and weeks. Yep. If you and I knew that, why didn't the D.C. police know that? Why didn't they, behind the barriers, have already the National Guard so that that was a barrier of personnel? Yeah, it's like— Because they were so undermanned and understand, how could If you and I knew that, why didn't they know that? How could this have been predicted? It's like, who knows? And there, there was a great tweet— earlier by by someone that showed a photo of the Capitol security team when they had a Black Lives Matter protest back in the summer. And it was just dudes armed to the teeth in shoulder to shoulder around the Capitol building. No one was getting in. And this time they didn't think to have any protection. It's an interesting, if, if do you know for a fact that the ratio of guard of officers to Control the crowd was, in fact, less, or is it a conjecture or an educated it, guess on your part? Of me? It is a social media meme uh, that conforms with my beliefs, ergo, I have uh, repeated it. I have uh, no further evidence on this matter, Your Honor. As I mentioned, speaking you of should, which, you should, speaking you should, of which, that's how you should be, address me going forward on these not podcasts. To, <laughs> not, to, not to break from I, the breaking news of the insurrection, but... Did you see the last two episodes I of have, Your Honor? I have. You, I'm up to uh, And uh, what's your, let's just jump to the fifth one. Which was your critique? The fifth one. Uh, I don't have the last one categorized in that order. And that was like days ago. There's only five of them that came in order. Episode one, for example, went first, then followed by three. Come on. <laughs> you know, see, this is why they invented numbers, is for people like you who can't get shit straight. Okay, well. Remind me what happened most recently. So at the end of episode four, the shotgun house blows up. Yes. And the surviving member of the family, yes. which you're uncertain of, closes, is a rather plump African-American kid who looks to be about 14. Right. That's how that ends. Then it opens up you know, at a funeral. Yes. So I And so that's the fifth. So I'm asking you only as a, a courtesy, because I've got some strong opinions about it, as you might guess. And I'm not happy. I will tell you this: I'm not happy. I, I don't. And and, and and let me. So you remember it all? You remember the episode now? I remember. Started with the funeral. The, you said the kid started with the funeral, and he's got that T-shirt on. The and, whole then, and then he met Big Mo, the, yeah. the, the the gang leader, who yes. the the black dude who convinced Coffee to do the deed. That's Little Mo, and killed him. And, so Little Mo yeah. reports to his fucking mother, on or whatever the fuck she is, and there's that shit going on. So then, and then. She leaves some money, a big bankroll, and he finds it, and, and he delivers it, and was I tested. And then the fucking lawyer, the squeeze of the fucking judge, the lawyer, right. shows up in her fucking Mercedes, and pulls up to the curb, and he offers her drugs, and she says, I'm your brother's lawyer, and he says, my brother dead, and she says, I'm still his lawyer. Right. And then they end up in a restaurant eating together. It goes on and on. Yeah, so this, so let me, this, this whole thing of, and I wanted to ask you about this when I was watching it, of... This whole pro bono lawyer taking on this case just because she feels indignant about it, or no, that's not why she's okay. That's part of it. She's doing it because she's wants to fucking suck the dick of your honor. That's what this is all about. Yeah. She's doing a fucking favor for her fucking future squeeze. They're already making out on the fucking balcony, whatever. And and, and that's a bit unrealistic too. But here, let me just say this about the funeral. I got to get this off my chest about the funeral. So Bear this house blows up at the end of episode four. Yeah. And one of the scenes earlier in an episode was when the police raided Coffee's house, which of course was the one that ended up 
blowing up. They showed his mother and three young children, uh, four children, the oldest of which was about 14 years old, the, mo the boy in question that I mentioned a, a moment ago, and three younger children. So when that house blows up at the end of episode four, you don't know who, if anybody was in it. Nope. You only know that the 14-year-old boy, whose name we'll bring up if we need to, I, don't, I can't recall, but he saw it. That's how the episode ends. Right. And so the next episode five starts with a New Orleans funeral. And this is a New Orleans funeral that is over in the Fifth Ward where this house is in this area that was devastated by the by the hurricane. Um, and they're carrying two caskets. Question number Shit, one. Shit, I didn't count the caskets. How many people died? Two Are they putting more than one person in a casket? How many people died? Well, you find out within a little bit of time because here comes the kid walking up in the lead or in the middle of this New Orleans Very parade, awkwardly. That must which, suck. Which actually was, was a slice of New Orleans, which was odd because unlike what I would have done if it was had any input on the musical introduction of this chapter, I wouldn't have started as they did with the jazzy marching dancing bit that happens during these funerals. These funerals start out as somber as the fucking day is long. Huh. And it's fucking at the church, and it's fucking sad. And it's only after they start to get the march going that this thing happens, and then that's when they end up getting into... To, but anyway, I was in a, a Catholic church down in, in Treme in, in New Orleans on... Uh, on a, what the fuck day was it? It was, it was Mardi Gras. And they had a high mass, a high Mardi Gras jazz mass. And we walked out of the church forming the first and second lines and started marching and danced all the way down fucking town to, to start a festival that was going to start. So this, here's my major point is that why the fuck are there only two caskets there? And, and the kid is walking up the thing. He's got a shirt on that I think has the word heaven on it. And there's his mother and his three siblings. You say, what the fuck? Didn't four people die? Why are you carrying, why are you carrying two fucking coffins? Wow. And the, it's wait a second. Why are you planning this shit? Is it so fucking hard to show four coffins? Why didn't you, why such a glaring inconsistency? That's twice the coffin budget. <laughs> Who has that much coffin budget? This podcast, we can nearly afford one. But the, to be honest, I did not, I was not counting coffins. And I did not consider question. that. And I suspect that almost everyone that watched it also is in my camp of not like counting where the dead bodies are. Some of us. Right. Are, well, so uh, here, let me give you, let me give you another one. And, and I got to confess, looking at some, some social interaction on this is that the copy of this, this dude, this 14 year old boy goes in and there's a funeral thing and he's in this house and there's food and they're milling and he goes in the kitchen and he sees big Mo and big Mo confronts little Mo who's leaning against the refrigerator dressed in a fucking pair of jeans, whatever, and a fucking T-shirt and, right. and a hat on his head, and he's slouching, and, and she's on his shit and says, explain what happened to him, and then they go out on the porch. Right. A little while later, Big Mo and Little Mo are going to go see the, the big gangster, and there's Little Mo there. Here's the point. Over the course of one day, they show Little Mo in three different scenes all over town with three different fucking outfits on. And it was hard for me to wonder whether or not it was fucking Mo. How did he get from here to there? And why did the judge, for example, go into his house when he knew that the fucking dude who was blackmailing, whoever that is, is he's worried about where his son is. And suddenly he becomes more worried about his dog than he is about his son 
So he ends up spending some time in the veterinarian hospital and then says in a daze, I have to go. And I wanted to, and I said, I said, why? Did you remember that your son may be in mortal danger? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? And, and here's another one. So the fucking kid, Adam, who's got a fucking suicide wish, right? Yep, yep. yep. He's, no, and that's cool. I get it. And, and remember the wild dancing in the dark room, which still stands out as this. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yes, yep. But I hear that in the future plot, it's going to be Brian Cranston dancing, okay. which you and I would appreciate, which he could pull off. Oh, God. And so here's Adam. And what's he doing while he's studying for an interview? Where is he? He's at a cafe. He's having coffee. Oh, fuck. Right, well, this, this places, part... How many places are there like that in New Orleans? Every neighborhood, five or six, pre-COVID, five, six neighborhoods, 40, 50. Yeah, when I saw this, I thought, I thought Dennis is going to hate this. Continue. Who are who? Why did she recognize him? Because he was at the, the, death, the, the, the vigilance the evening of candle lighting it is right. at the the kid and kill yeah and and make and, and then the scene is that he runs into her and which is incredible and they look at each other and somehow and i miss this so is he a dreamy looking kid is he a handsome boy that a greek girl like her who frankly is, is not, i don't know he seems, seems to be banging his art teacher so what happened to her so they had a falling out because he told her the truth and they're hot and heavy and this happens in episode four that you recall. And suddenly in episode five is like, fuck her. I'm on the fucking make now. And who am I on the make with? I'm on the make with the fucking sister of the kid I killed. Why? <laughs> oh, okay. You and I said, well, that's all right. Because you have a fucking death wish. You're a sick motherfucker. And now we're beginning to understand the wild days of the dark room. Because you are, in fact, clinical. You got a fucking death wish. You want to be with your fucking dead mother. That's your deal. You want to be dead. And if they're going to electrocute you, so fucking be it. Yeah. Oh, and pity, of course, your poor dad. And and so he walks in, in the kitchen, and there's there's dad crumpled under the under the fucking oven under the island with his dog. And the son comes in, and and dad says, "Whenever you see me call you, you have to call me." Okay, so you were a little bit more concerned when he walked into your house and judge grabbed the bat. That you happen to keep in your fucking umbrella stand by the door, like probably everybody in Don't New Orleans does. But I mean, let me ask you this: Do you really think that at your age, with your acumen and skill set, that if there is in fact someone in your house who's trying to blackmail you, who now I'm just spitballing here, but who might just have a weapon? No, might just have a gun. The maybe. mafia. I know it's crazy. They call me crazy. Whatever. But what you're going to do is you're going to walk upstairs with a bat. Oh, and if that's not bad enough, what are you going to do when you say, oh, no, your dog, oh, God, my dog? You're going to put down that bat, and you're going to forget the fact that the reason you came in the house, because you thought a fucking intruder was there, and what they probably did, you asshole, was poison your fucking dog, and they're still in the house, and they're going to knock you in the back of the fucking head right now when you go over your dog. Because, well, no, 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 that he just left. Oh, I got to go now. And gets in his car and drives off to the fucking, to the vet. And it's like, excuse me, I want to raise my hand and say, oh, script writer... What happened to the idea that, how, why was the store open and Jimmy and who got in and what happened to that plot line? Oh, <laughs> that didn't go anywhere. I'm glad you got my attention. It's fucking shitty writing. It's shitty fucking writing. I have to agree with you. I want to waste the fucking time, Cranston. Yes, yes, he is amazing and could be used to actual good writing. But I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't uh, like on hypercritical mode when I was watching it. 
and it was an entertaining. You know, so let me ask you a question. Half hour, or whatever. This is related to some info I sent you. What do you think Fred Astaire would say in in nineteen fifty eight if he was shown a future video shot yep. of stopping breakdancing? I don't know what stopping breakdancing is, but I mean breakdancing where people are like spinning around and doing crazy shit. And when, and the reason that the, where the stomping comes is from the people watching them. Ah, I think he would be like, whoa, cool. That's right. Yes. I, yes. I, he would be like, wow, that's a thing that we, we hadn't thought of yet. That's what I thought too. I thought he would be mesmerized and, and, and uh, depending on his age. Because he, you sent me a video of actors from the 30s and 40s dancing it was a remix where they were dancing to the tune of Uptown Funk. And yeah, it was fabulous. It was delightful. It was absolutely delightful. You, was it one of those? This is the way I felt about it. I didn't want it to end. It yes. was gloriously long. It, yeah, it, was, it, it was felt really long. Yeah. It, did it feel too long to you? Or no, 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 no. Because I, yeah, I, I, I never I never wished it would end. I never thought this is getting old. I agree. Yes, it was as long as the song Uptown Funk is. Uh, and the bit at the end where they have a, a faux ending where it seems like the song is ending and then they come back, I was definitely applauding that for the encore. Yes, it was super clever. This will be in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 091. No. Not well, one. Hey, I've got, I got some flashing news for you. So Hold on. I, did, did a little, I did a little research on our followership. 092. And, uh, well, this is what I've discovered. Wait, this will be in our show notes at happyhour.fm slash 092. We are in 92. Dennis, what have you found in our... We're up to 92, man. This is what I found. This is what I found. Don't forget your commitment by episode 100 to see uh, Woodstock. I will strike a moon. Forget. Strike a moon. So what was the question? There was no question. You, you said that you implied that you had looked up our numbers or something. Oh, oh yes. So there is, there is a, a charting out there that apparently is recording the placement of 1,091 podcasts. Okay. I've got two pieces of news. It's good news and it's bad news and worse news. We're not last, I hope. 1091. So there's a couple of things. One is that number one, we are 1038. Now, 38 out of 91. This is bad news. This is, it's pretty low. And here's why it's, <laughs> it's worse news is that how can we imagine that there are so many podcasts that are worse than this one? I well, mean, hold on. 91 have, minus is 53. There are 53. I wouldn't have thought it was possible that there'd be 53 fewer listened to or whatever rating stands for. They must be spoiling other shows, not just Your Honor, <laughs> where we talk about every little bit that happens and why it sucks and why you shouldn't watch it. <laughs> and they're both applauding. They're on the edge of their seats. Are you kidding? Oh, I wonder what these guys have to say about this. Hold on. Let's tune in. Yeah. So anyway, how about I know. Back to the insurrection. Hey, well, so I've got a couple things about that. homework to do. The, in 1981, on February 23rd in Spain, there was a group of armed folks that ran into the yes. House of Parliament and fired yes. some shots at the ceiling. I remember it. And I remember it. got really you know, belligerent about it was an attempt at a, at a coup d'etat that failed because I think it is generally attributed to the new, the relatively new king that uh, Juan Carlos that that refused to endorse the coup and and generally stopped it. He, of course, now as of last year, 
is in exile where he if he returns to spain he will be locked up and put in jail because he was doing a bunch of embezzling shit as king but you know what monarch isn't so right. he is now in exile in the united arab emirates where he cannot return to spain which is i think you know, riches can be of course he's rich as can be he's he was a king and is now he was the king yeah you're king you expect to be rich you're not gonna be a pauper king yeah I mean, if you don't have enough money and you're king you say hey am i king or am i not king is yeah you're king well so give me some money right what do you how do you want to say that's not up to me you just do it i need some money of course kings take it from the peasants but there you go and speaking of kings today in spain is a special holiday called king's day oh King's Day, also known to the Catholics as the Epiphany. The Epiphany. Hey. Hey, I just had an idea. Just made me think of something. <laughs> yes. What if we brought presents to a baby that weren't of any use to the new parents? Like, they weren't diapers or a toy or something. But if they were, like, gold and spices and shit, what if we brought totally useless but I guess uh, like work value, yeah. Like Tupperware, yeah. So wipes, diaper bag, exactly. A rough hewn canvas, like or a blanket or something, Mary. or a. Oh. I know what. How about a lint remover? Because they'd be all be full of animal hair. Right. Right. Exactly. Just so they could and all the, wipe it over their cloaks and shit, and get right. rid of all the hair and all the spider, all the spider hair. monkey fur. I can just see Joseph using this thing off his his cloak and saying, "Fucking mule hair." <laughs> Well, it's, it's, As it's Joseph once said, "Fucking mule hair." <laughs> That's. <laughs> I forget that. I forget the chapter and verse of the Bible. <laughs> glowing, glowing from the glowing baby, and, and there's no reason why she should, but she's an American, <laughs> and she looks at Joseph, and she says, "I know, right? I know," and and there she is in a blue veil, and the dark mule hair is showing up everywhere. God. Baby Jesus is sneezing. And what you? What's the matter with fucking mule hair? Oh, sheep hair, and there's probably a pig in there. Hey, how about thirty coins? Speaking of the, speaking of the of the manger, and there's a cow in there. Do you know the opening episode I, of Thirty Coins? I only got halfway through, but oh, but halfway okay. through is enough to understand what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, and I was mindful of the fact that you don't like, in a lot of ways, you've said in many other shows, the the kind of superstitious bugaboo stuff, I, the monster stuff. And I thought this this just might be enough to interest. I felt that I was being pushed towards that border, but not quite all the way pushed off so I was turned off by the whole thing I need to watch more of the first episode but I definitely watched the first half that is strange as fuck and they do an amazing job of you don't know there's no dialogue in the first five ten minutes there's no it's not obvious that it is a Spanish series from the first ten minutes I think you mean the opening credits or do you mean beyond that because the opening scene the opening scene is quite long with no speech yes which absolutely which adds to the tension in my opinion begins the tension i might say okay but the moment of the first of many what the fuck yeah is when jesus suffering on the cross is pierced and in the uh, bible it expresses that both water and blood came out meaning that he was near death then the what the fuck was he looks down and fucking Judas and fucking laughs at him. And it fucking yeah. freaks Judas out like it should. And he runs and he goes and he fucking, as we know, 
fucking hangs himself, and then there's the 30 coins. And, and so the establishment of this incredible tension of intentionality and of a, a reality which is beyond us is established and before you even see the name of the fucking of the fucking series. Okay. Um, I love it too because it's So 30 coins I was somewhat aware that there was something involving Judas and coins, but I did not know that it was a clear like in the Bible coins of silver. there are 30 pieces of 30 silver. silver. There's a Wikipedia yeah. entry called 30 pieces of silver was the price for which Judas betrayed Jesus according to the account of the gospel Matthew 26:15. In the New Testament. Uh, wow. So that makes the name of the... doesn't clear up well, anything about what I saw. Well, of course, you know, too, from the opening of five, which is, let's see. No, not five, of two. Episode two, I'm in the wrong I haven't, series. No, the, I, oh, I, I, I haven't okay. seen, I haven't seen okay. the, the whole That's first right. episode you yet. Haven't, you haven't uh, got there yet. You so, got there. But I assume that some percentage of people when they see the title of the series as 30 coins are, oh yeah that's about judas i assume there's a, a, a um, sufficient level of Catholic. Uh, if you didn't then didn't and you know more about catholicism than you know more about catholicism as than most spaniards so as soon as i saw the first opening two seconds i knew what the 30 coins was about right as soon as i saw that it was the suffering and crucifixion of christ i knew where it was headed Anyway, that's going to be uh, that's a Sunday night at at nine here, which Your Honor is afterwards. I haven't. I, it's not worth it for me to stay up to, on a late night to watch Your Honor because I fall asleep because it's not it's not particularly well done. They're establishing these loose ends. Remember the dinner scene where the dog finds the bloody rag, and they finally after episode three different times in different episodes they had went back to that thing of the dog and the rag. They showed it at least twice other times. You knew that it was coming. It finally came. The cop who, strange enough, is invited to dinner by fucking Adam. Right. The cop investigating the fucking lost car. The rag comes out, and she says, is that blood on there? <laughs> yes. And when there's no answer, and he just keeps it in his hand and says and says abruptly, excuse me. And then he leaves with the bloody rag in his hand. Oh, are we going to come back to that? I don't think so. They probably fired that fucking writer. <laughs> They're probably on their third fucking writer. Or, uh, or 10. It pisses me off yeah. that I get so infrequent opportunities to see great actors in these in these series and when it ends up to be a disappointment. I'm pissed. I'm going to go back to True Detective and watch People, the, the second one, which for whatever reason put me to sleep the first time. I'm, I'm upset that Hollywood cannot produce something good enough to entertain my friend Dennis. It's irresponsible You're, and, yes, and yes. ludicrous and yes. unacceptable. Yes. They need to get their yes. shit together. And entertain Dennis, because I watched School of Rock again the other day. Yeah, you mentioned. <laughs> I think you mentioned. Did I mention that already? I think so. Yes. Oh dear. Hold on. From the Wikipedia page, from Thirty Pieces of Silver, I have breaking news. Thirty Pieces of Silver would be worth. What do you think they would be worth in today's U.S. dollars? These thirty. One hundred fifty thousand dollars. Between one hundred and eighty-five and two hundred and sixteen dollars. Two hundred and sixteen dollars. <laughs> Judas betrayed <laughs> was I off? Jesus was I off a little bit? for less than the, right. what can you buy? That's less than an iPad. It's uh, pretty cheap. Fucking Judas. And this is because the Tyrian oh, shekel weigh, weighed four Athenian drachmas, which is about 14 grams, which 
more earlier than the 11 gram Israeli shekels. Blah, 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 blah. Left Wikipedia. Blue, blue, blue. Yes, it's, you know, go blue. It's... Hey, basketball season. I know you get thrilled whenever I bring up sports, college sports. Sports ball. Oh anyway. Welcome to Sports Ball Corner with Dennis. All I can tell you is that my, my, my Michigan State the Spartans have now beat their second decent team in two games. As Tom Izzo said, we're one for zero in 2021. Um, now we have this prospect in the political circle here in the U.S. of this armed uh, insurrection encouraged by Trump. And suddenly, maybe not so suddenly, it seems January 20th is a really long ways away. <laughs> I mean, it seems like in, in 14 days, every city in the United States could be the site of fucking multiple fucking riots. A friend of mine said this, like, I thought today is, is a shame and an, an embarrassment what is happening in the Capitol. But a friend of mine said, I think this is going to spread to more cities. And I had not heard that take yet, but you are repeating it. So what's... The, the, the challenge that the military and the establishment of in the Department of Justice, the true blue lawyers and law enforcement officers in this country that are concerned about this, they know that if they give the insurgents a rallying cry, such as some type of reaction against their leader, that nothing inspires a movement more than a martyr. And all they need is some reason of any kind to spark an additional protest. So they're in a very, very, very tough spot. The, given the fact that there's 150 legislators who are on record to oppose the Electoral College votes that's just only started, that means that the application of the 25th Amendment is impossible to imagine because it requires a preponderance of both chambers. And the, that opportunity is immediately quashed. That, in fact, is the only way, besides impeachment, which take too long, to remove Donald Trump between January 20th. The 25th Amendment could get enacted literally in two days if a preponderant majority of his cabinet members, including but not limited to the vice president, all agreed that the 25th Amendment needed to be invoked so they could take that to Congress. Right. That they had the lawyers. and Let's assume that they could. You just went fuzzy. We could be in for, we, we, we say every day, we can't. I believe it. It's worse and worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to spread. These guys got fucking guns, and they want to fucking use them. They don't fucking train in these fucking guns. I, I feel like they keep them holstered. I feel like with a fortnight to go, in this luscious beard that I have, awaiting the razor, January twentieth. I feel like the, the end of the the light at the, at the end of the tunnel is just there. Like we can see it. We're almost there. Could we really stumble and fall as a republic in this amount of time? Yes, I suppose so. But it's okay. Not stumble, but be not stumble, but be tried to the, a degree that it's never been tried before. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Before. Like I, I agree. Look, uh, these people outside of the Capitol today, for example, they the security at the Capitol building made the decision that look, there are a dozen of us, and there's a thousand people out there that are banging on the doors. Uh, rat, even though we are heavily armed, 
better not to just fire into the crowd to get them to go away. Better to just let them come in and fuck around and surely uh, they won't go in the buildings we're thinking i mean they, they fought like hell to get those protesters short of, of wep- shooting with their weapons that physical interaction to go through those barriers these cops fought their fucking ass off and as you say they were just simply outnumbered they were ill prepared to, to we're lucky they didn't resort to shooting because they could have right exactly exactly their lives were in danger yes and the more Cynical, further lefty people among us are like to say that if that was a crowd full of black people, then the guns would have come off yeah. faster. But I don't like that take myself. You don't believe it? I don't like it. I believe it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I believe it in a heartbeat. <clears throat> yes, but that sucks. But they, the fact that they... Okay, so if there was really a risk to the to the house members chambers or to the nation we could totally scramble a drone to drop to drop a bomb on a group of people whenever we needed to right like the the u.s is not going to the u.s government is not going to be overtaken by uh 10 by 1000 or 10,000 or 20,000 people let me just check in let me just check in this so the the insurgents yes are in the Capitol, and the they're in the hallways where the senators are hiding, which was another interesting thing. They reported that the members of the House and the Senate were told to hide under your chairs. And I looked at my wife, and I said, wait a minute, don't they mean hide under your desks? People don't actually, they're too big to fit under a chair. Nobody's really telling them to hide under a chair. There's no instance that I can imagine having been in congressional offices and knowing the size. Yeah. I don't know if time except what you want. I don't know if they have bigger chairs. No, but I saw a. No, no, they don't. I saw a a hot take tweet of. uh, You mean Congress doesn't have active shooter drills? That's just for middle schools and high schools. Fuck, that's dark. Uh, But yeah. So yeah. So but my. What do we do now? Let's go ahead and open our computer. Oh, hide under your chair. Wait a minute. I don't fit. I'm a big fat senator. I'm on my hall fours trying to fit under my chair. And not only is it a low chair, it's one of the, like the chair I'm sitting in, I'm sure you're sitting in, where there really isn't much room underneath because it's on wheels. Right. So that's how a lot of the chairs are. How do you fit under there? Oh, I know. I'll pull the chair on my back and they'll think that I'm the chair, that I'm part of the chair. And then they won't shoot me when they come in. That's a good plan. I'm the chairman of the board. Yeah. It's, Whoa, man. Because I'm like a chairman, and this conversation is boring me. Yeah. Hey, man. It, hey, so as I was saying before, hey. today's King's Day, which in Spain is like Christmas. Call, or, call you say it in Spanish. Uh, el Día de los Reyes. Los Reyes Magos. The, the Magi Kings, because that's when the wise men came to give Jesus his stuff. But in Spain, it is oh, the... Oh, is it true? The Bible? Spain it's all true. Is the, what? Oh, oh. Is it true that when the Magi... Yes. ...came to the... From the East. ...major. Yeah. To the major, um, that one of them said something, and Jesus looked at him, freshborn baby, could already talk, 
slapped him across the face and said, are you trying to be fucking wise? And Mary said, yeah. Yeah, right? What are you, wise guy? <laughs> yeah. And Joseph is there still trying to get the lint off his cloak and muttering about the fucking mule hair. He's not involved. He's a distant. It's already clear he's going to be a distant father. His kid's going to fucking disappear for well, when he's 12 years old. So he's about 23 years old. He's, he's just, I don't know where he went. Yeah. Fucking mule hair. Still trying to get it off his cloak. I don't know where he went. That's, that, you know, that's in the, that's in the Bible, in the book of Dennis 721. Hey, I got time on my hands. I might read. Hold on. I was. I got time on my hands. Let me finish my, my, my cultural education of the listener where today the King's Day is the, the traditional mythical, no spoilers, gift bringer day in Spain where. Well put, put, gift bringer <laughs> day. Yes. Is that in the literature? Is that what it says in the pamphlet? It is advertising. So in Spain, so so in Spain, the the children all ask, like, they they all ask the kings to bring them presents on Christmas, and today is that. And they don't want. And they say, and I don't want that. I don't want any fucking spices. The the, the three kings say, hey, hey, we got this new spice. You put it on chicken. No man, no spices. Yeah, but we're all eating chicken. We're in a manger. Yeah. What else are we gonna eat? Grab the chicken, wring his neck. Boil him in water, pluck his feathers, stick him over the fucking pit. Yeah, Maybe I mean Jesus sitting there with a napkin, fork and spoon in his hand, saying, "Where's that chicken?" Joseph saying, yeah, "Fucking mule hair all over my cloak." Mary's, yeah, chicken, my, I'm hungry. I had a baby here. My kids got a bunch of cayenne pepper for King's Day, and they were not pleased. No, but did, did you did you say, "Hey, let's try this in our corn and give them a corn cob and full full of cayenne pepper," and then laugh when they like ate it? Because. My kids love corn on the cob, but they've only ever had it in America because in Spain it doesn't really exist because outside of America, corn is considered uh, food for you – you can buy cans of the individual corn kernels already cut, but corn on the cob is not a thing you can – Now, in, in, in Mexico, the corn buy. on the cob is served cooked over an open pit and then slathered with a mixture of uh, mayonnaise and Parmesan cheese – and black ground pepper and well, served in a cup. Served in a cup. So it's and taken off of the cob. It's corn off the cob. I know. Uh, it's corn on the cob and it's served in a cup. of corn with the handle of the cob. And in fact, the shucks of the cob is still in place. It's sticking out of the cup. Shuck, yeah. And that's the way they serve it, fresh off the fire. Nice. That cup. I'm down for that. Is the mixture of mayonnaise and Parmesan cheese. Mm. Oh, my God. That sounds... Oh, my I'm God. I'm getting hungry. And the cob is cooked so that some of the kernels are actually blackened. Mm. And they're so hot when you first eat them that it burns your fucking teeth. And nothing, nothing can compare to the feeling of her teeth. <laughs> I'll praise the black kernels. You've, uh, you've got to agree with me on this. The do black kernels of Mexico. I think the next moment that you feel burnt. Because I, I do. I, I think the title I, of this episode is The Black Kernels of Mexico. So the... So anyway... How do you spell kernels? C-O-L-E-L-N-A-L. Exactly. Or K. An interesting question. Only the, not the listener that is looking not at the only, show notes. Only to you and only partly to me. Certainly not to anyone who's listening. <laughs> Even our only rabid fan. I'm sure so your father's listening. Well, the, it's just me here. <laughs> your father is the difference between 1091. No, he stopped listening a long time ago, I think. Maybe your sainted mother Just wave her hand. Say, this is she doesn't listen to this. She might hear me say a, a bad word. The so anyway, last night 
the tradition in Spain is to is to clean your shoes and leave them out under the Christmas tree, such that the wise men on their three camels, which presumably fly or something, can come into your house and leave presents for you. Down the chimney. We don't have chimneys, so it no, no, no. come in the door. And just right, exactly. Walk in and <clears throat> big bag of stuff. And yeah. my what what blows my mind is that. My seven-year-old, who is so analytical about everything, and he shows me stuff. He says, I saw this thing on YouTube, but it's probably not true. Let me tell you about this this thing that I saw. He is totally 100% on board with this idea that these that these random Arab royals are entering our house somehow and leaving presents. Like, he, he's not... He still, bless his heart, is not doing any critical thinking on this matter. But anyway. He wants to believe it. He likes it. It's, there's a good payoff. But it's not, I think I would know if he was believing it because he wanted to believe it. I think there's a difference there. I don't know. Anyway, we we got some good presents last. Uh, so the complicated part for this as a parent is I've got two Christmases to deal with because we also do. Yeah, right. The, we also do the 25th because that. Because although typically not in Spain, that where my wife is from in the Basque country, they have a mythical gift bringer that comes on the night of the 24th to the 25th and brings gifts. So we have to do double gift giving. And also in Spain, we have this culture of all the gifts come from the mythical people. So Santa and then the Magi. Right. So ergo... No thank you cards are required because you because no one gave uh, you anything uh, because it just appears. And uh, I remember my daughter saying several years ago, back when she still believed, she said, uh, why would we buy a thing when we can just ask the kings to bring it? It's like, isn't that like cheaper? <laughs> a budding, a budding economist. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, that makes oh, a lot of sense. So anyway, but we got a... Uh, my son got a scooter, one of these things that you... Electric one? No, manual, where you, you stand on it and you push it. It's a, it's a skateboard with a handle. Flintstone version. And But it's he had one before, but with smaller wheels, and he wanted a bigger... Uh-huh. Well, he wanted one with bigger wheels because you feel the bumps less, and also he has his best friend has one with bigger wheels. So, there of course, go. that's all you need. Uh, I will say seven. Seven. And uh, we also got a... We used to have my old computer that sort of worked as the family PC but stopped working a year and a half ago or two years ago and we got a new a new computer for the family which allows like some computer games and things to be played which is a big hit so far uh, cool but yeah there's nothing there's nothing like the the look on kids faces who are true believers when they see what's been delivered unto them yeah my um, and and my son said today he said I asked for a scooter and, and an iPad and this and that and the other thing, but I'm so happy with a scooter. I see now why the kings chose to only give me one present. <laughs> right. So beautiful. And uh, he totally is there and sees that, I don't know, that he's just so pleased with, with the one. And again, right. like my, my... He's so happy with the way that things have turned out. And again, my kids live in the utmost privilege such that they really struggle to come up with a thing that they would like to be given uh, because they have fucking everything and really every single toy has been outshone outshined by the ipad 
the iPad is the yeah. perfect toy because it does everything. It's small, and it's the first so thing much more than it, right, and right, and the first thing that my kids when they come home from school, the first thing that they immediately go to is their is is an iPad, and it's just it's just such such entertainment, and you've got games and video and music and just everything is there. So it and again, I very much remember when. Steve Jobs announced the iPad and everyone was like what we don't no one's asking for this we don't want a big iPhone what what is this thing and why like why do I want it wait and, and why do I want it and he's he fucking sold it he pulled up the the New York Times and was like look I'm reading a newspaper I'm reading a magazine here and I'm swiping and uh, he, he sold it and but it was it was a category of thing that we didn't know that we wanted until it was given right. to us. Sort of like the iPhone. When the iPhone was announced, people were like, yeah, we always wanted an iPod and internet device that we could touch and, and swipe the screen on. But wow, you really made one. And it, it changed uh, history, really, because so many there are so many millions dare I say billions of people in the world where their only ever computer experience is on a handheld screen that yep. you can swipe and touch and stuff. Yep. And it has brought computing power and unfortunately things like social media where you where you can be shared things from your friends that your friends didn't really think that much about before they shared and right. now you're seeing conspiracy so, theories. But so here's it's so, it's enabled it, so many people. Here's a point along these lines. Is that here we are. You're chugging your brew in your little koozie, Espana. I moved from beer to 12-year-old Dewar Scotch IPA. IPA. Right? IPA. I got 12-year-old Scotch for Christmas, so I'm drinking some of that as a follow-up. To a couple of brewskis, I knew I would, the Scotch was in my future. Today is an event. Today is a point in time which we will never forget it's uh, for the rest of our lives hey that's an idea and it's alarming right to know that as severe of a day as this is that it's very likely to get worse by the time we talk again and, okay. and of course covid still rages and grandma's still and moving toward hospice grandpa now is oh yeah so we we needed i needed to get back care. to that you had you were pretty dire last episode where it's, with your wife was holding on and i was moving on i'm now uh wait one of them was holding on, no moving on what's that you said grandpa's holding on and grandma's moving on no that sounds it's bad dark. man it's bad grandma's grandma's like looking at hospice and grandpa just no symptoms and here we are 12 days after the onset and the lingering effect on your lungs has put him in the uh, intensive care unit and there's just no end to it my wife is still feels like she's sick but she's not contagious i as you know not, con not contagious I not contagious but still has it not still have COVID for up to 90 days but not contagious according but to not whom according to cdc and the healthcare guidance according to fauci all right. Put a name on. Fine. Uh, I know you. Tony. That would convince you. Tony. Um, I, I I got it with Tony. Tony. Hey. Tony. What? Hey. Tony says she's not what, giving what shit. What the fuck? Shit. And and so it's uh it's the death watch. 
and it's a death watch during the time we're on top of it. On top of it, we got fucking stormed insurrection. We got this fucking animal, fucking Ted Cruz, fucking leading this charge for no other reason than he think it sets him up well to become the presidential candidate in 2024. It's the worst of fucking times. Our institutions will hold. Our institutions will hold. Stay at home, my little darling. Because now I've got to go. I've got my rifle packed and loaded. And I know just what I know. I'm going to go down to the Capitol and storm the place there taking votes. Because I don't believe a bit of it, darling. And I know just what I know. Amen, bruv. Amen. I got to bring my juice harp to the next session. Remind me. I've been doing some playing lately. Remind me to remind you. Okay. You're on. I'll remind you to remind me to remind you. As they say, I got to piss worse than a fucking wounded moose. You said that a couple of sets ago. And I still chuckle. Okay, that does it for episode number 92. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 092. Holy shit, what a day that was with the attack on the Capitol, etc., etc. Let's just make our way through the end of this presidency, please. You can support us at patreon.com slash happyhour. We would love that. And in the meantime, stay safe. We'll see you next week.